0: Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla Dee, here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth. Not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on get your bibles invite family and friends take notes and let's learn bible truth good day saints today is saturday july the 22nd of the year 2023 I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. Now, today I will be playing uh, episode three of the epic series that uh, the late, great Dr. Frederick Casey Price Sr. started back in um, 1997, entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. Now, this is the third episode of his introduction. Now, if you listen to the second episode that I played a week and a uh, I think two weeks ago, he is picking up where he left off. And let me tell you something. If you can't take what he's saying, you don't have to listen to this. But racism in this country, the United States of America, has reared its ugly head. It has re reared its ugly head and we need to know where it started from and that's what he's talking about. So I want you to sit back and uh, listen, take notes and let's get this truth on the road.
1: I'm teaching on the subject of race, religion, and racism, race, religion, and racism. And I'm still in my introduction. This is our third session together, but I'm in my introduction. This is a very volatile issue, and uh, it is an issue that God has given me an assignment to deal with in depth. So this is not going to be a quickie, few words here and there, and then that's going to be the end of it. It's going to be in depth, and so it's something you need to follow as we go along. There, one, there is one basic uh, ground rule that I make, In this series and that is that if you after hearing what I have to say you may not like it you may disagree with it it may make you upset it might cause you to get bent out of shape you might actually just get downright mad with me and want to write me a letter that's fine but I do ask you this that if you write me a letter whether it's a positive letter or a negative letter if you do not have your full name on the letter and your mailing address then I will not read the letter. Don't send me any anonymous letter. I will not read it. And I've instructed my staff not to give me any letter unless it has your name and your address on it. And the reason for that is because I reserve the right to read that letter on television nationwide. And I want everybody in your neighborhood to know just how you feel about the subject area. So that's why I need your name and address. See, that's what's been wrong. This stuff has been done clandestine, but no more. It's gonna be out in the open. On the front page so if you write me a letter just know I'm gonna read it if I choose to on television now here we go uh, we left off with this last time I want to get right into it first Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 22 uh, it says and I'm reading from the New King James Version it says abstain from every form of evil now the, the traditional King James says abstain from the appearance of evil The even the very appearance of evil notice it doesn't say abstain from evil It just says abstain from the appearance of it. If it looks like it we ought to avoid it Okay now go to Romans chapter 12 Because I told you last time and I want to do it today. Thank God. We're going to get into it today I want you to hear a tape recorded message from a very prominent charismatic leader in our world today and the tape in my humble opinion smacks of racism maybe it's not maybe it doesn't but the bible says to avoid the appearance of it and to me it looks like and sounds like racism it sounds like evil and racism is evil to me it's a sin because when you are racist, and let me say this, because I'm going, I have a section called racism that I'll get into, and I realize that I believe that, that, that racism is an economic thing, it's a power thing, but in the, out on the street, the average person's idea of racism really is racial, ethnic, and color prejudice. But I'm using the term racism as a catch-all for this segment of it, But we're really dealing with racial and ethnic and color prejudice okay but I just to shorten all of that I just say racism okay but just so you'll know uh, where I'm coming from now I believe that racism exists in the church big time and I believe that it does because nobody on a really large scale has tackled it has 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 confronted it there have been things said here things said there but nobody's really made an issue out of it and I think it needs to be made an issue because that seems to be the only way that people perk up and take note when you pass something by they think that's just some little click that you did so they pass it on by but I'm going to inundate you with so much of this I'm going to hit you so hard with it that we're not going to have any choice at the end of this. You're going to have to sh- shape up or ship out. We're going to have to either deal with it or you're going to have to go to your graves with everything that I've said. And I don't think you want to do that because it's going to be too heavy for you to bear. So I believe that there's time for the church, and we used this scripture before, judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it doesn't, if it begins with us, where it, if it doesn't begin with us, what's going to happen to the people out there? So I believe in honesty. I'm an honest person. I'm honest because... Not because I'm so good or because I'm so better than anybody else. I'm honest because I made a a choice that I'm going to be an honest man. I can lie and I can tell the truth. I just decided that I'm going to tell the truth. That's all. Not because I don't know how to lie. I could tell the biggest lie you ever heard. The fish was that big, minnow, but the fish was that. I, I know how to lie, but I stopped all that when I got saved. When I got born again, I stopped lying and I started dealing with the truth. So I believe in. Full disclosure. Most people don't because they can't handle it. But I'm a person that's just out front. What you see is what you get, and I, de- I deal in honesty and I deal in full disclosure. And I believe that this thing, this racism monster, has to be dealt with, and it needs to be fully disclosed. Like it or lump it, take it or leave it. That's what we're going to do. So I want to show you from the scripture because everything that I do, I make a, a valiant attempt to find. Rationale or basis for it in the Word of God. I will not knowingly do something if it's not Consistent with scriptural or biblical or Christian principle. I won't do it not knowingly understand what I'm saying See, notice I'm qualifying. I'm not I don't know everything so I might end up doing something that I don't know about but I know about this Okay, and so I'm going to deal with it honestly and straightforward so I want you to see what the scripture says about it because When I play this tape, it's going to blow you away. And you're going to see how dishonest people can be. But I'm not one of them. Romans 12 and 17, it says it this way in the New King James. It says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Now, as good as the New King James is, I don't like that translation. Because the original King James carries it out. Like it ought to be. This is what it says in the King James Version. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. See, provide things honest in the sight of all men. Now, all men would mean all men. Now, surely if he says provide things honest in the sight of all men, surely we ought to provide things honest in the sight of all men of God. Can you agree with that? All right, look, go to Hebrews chapter 13. Now you mark these scriptures down and check them out for yourself before you write me some critical letter about what you disagree with. Because I will give you scripture and enough of it to wrap the rope of scripture around your scrawny neck and choke out all of your unbelief. And I didn't call any names, so don't take it personally unless you're the one I'm talking about. All right, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says... I'm sorry, 18. Hebrews chapter 13, but verse 18, not verse 8. Verse 18, the one after 17. All right, pray for us, for we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things desiring to live honorably. Now, again, that's not... Really what it's saying in the original and in the King James Version, it says it better. It says, have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. And see, to live honestly, to me means, tell me what you're thinking. Don't shake my hand and give me some kind of charismatic hug and act like you love me when you hate niggas. don't do that to me you tell me the truth I refuse to deal with liars I pray from you pray for you from afar I don't want to have nothing to do with you because I deal in the truth and you dealing with a lie if you don't like me fine you don't want my children around your children long as our kids are in armed little babies then we don't have a problem when they start getting the big up teenagers when they start getting the eyes for each other and want to date and all that then you want to start playing funny well, be honest about it. Tell me from day one that you don't like black folk and you don't want any, the possibility of some black folk in your family. Tell me that now. Okay. All right, let's go on. Willing to live honestly. Second Corinthians chapter 8. See, all this is in the Bible, this business of honesty. We have too many dishonest Christian leaders. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 21 2nd Corinthians 8 and 21 says providing honorable things not only in the sight of the lord but also in the sight of men again the king james says it better it says providing for honest things not only in the sight of the lord but also in the sight of men and when it says sight of men that would have to mean black men white men red men brown men and yellow men all men men Okay, in the sight of men, in their sight. So that means you ought to be honest in view of everyone. That's what it says to me. Now, while you're there Second 2 Corinthians, look at the 13th chapter. 13th chapter and verse 7. It says, Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified. Now listen to this in the King James Version, which I think said it like it ought to be. Now I pray to God that you do not, that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you, but that ye should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. Notice honest. Honest means tell the truth. Honest means tell it like it is. Honesty means speak from your heart. Honesty means tell it like you really feel. Like it really is. Don't live that behind closed doors and then present some other faith in public. But be honest everywhere at all times about your real feelings. Now in Ephesians 4, go there now. Ephesians chapter 4, not very far from where you are. Ephesians chapter 4, they say it exactly like it ought to be here in the New King James. All right, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25 says, Therefore putting away lying. Uh, Let's see. Did that say that? Let, 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 let let, Let me read that again. Therefore putting away lying. And see, you not only lie by your words, you lie by your actions. See, it's not limited to just words. It's the way you the way you act. You're smiling at me, but you don't like me because I'm black. See, that's lying. He said, put it away. He's talking to Christians. Put it away. He says, put it away. Get rid of it. If you don't like me, tell me you don't like me. Don't be smiling at me, shaking my hands, and taking my offerings. And then you don't like me just because of the color of my skin you're telling a lie all right here it is listen to it listen therefore putting away lying let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor for we are members of one another now that's th- th- that be the bible now as i pointed out before as i as we listen to that a uh, recorded message from the clan. You remember the one I met, read, uh, played on the very first time. I've said it before, but I want to say it again. I obviously do not agree with the position of the Ku Klux Klan. But I have to admire their honesty. I said it before. But I, it's too bad that the church, the so-called born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-toting, tape-recorder playing, red, orange, and green, and yellow highlight-marking Christian can't be as honest as the Ku Klux Klan. They don't leave any doubt about how they feel about black folk. They don't like niggas, and they'll tell you right now, we don't like niggas, we don't want niggas around us, and we sure don't want to intermarry with niggas. Hey, I can appreciate that. I mean, I don't agree with them, but at least I know where the snake is. So I don't have to step on that sucker by accident and get bitten. The Christians, the church, playing these games and not being honest about it. All right. Now, want you to listen? Now, let me say this. It is not my purpose. Say it's not Dr. Price's purpose. It is not my purpose to belittle, malign, castigate. Or talk bad about any person. But because I believe in the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God, then I believe in letting it all hang out. Okay? Now, I'll tell you some other things about this tape shortly, but it's it's I think it's an important message. And it speaks to this issue that I have been talking about this tape recorded message was done about four and a half to five years ago and um, there were some names that were mentioned in the tape and so we have bleeped those names out because as I say I'm not interested per se in you knowing who it is I'm interested in the content of what is being said because I think it speaks to an issue I think that it's symptomatic and it gives us a good clear indication of where problems lie i could tell you the name of the person now some people are going to recognize it because they heard the tape before but they already know who it is anyway so me playing it ain't changing nothing okay roll the tape i hope he can hear
2: this i can't tell your kids who to go with and who not to go date not my responsibility if you don't want your kids dating somebody then you control it but you control it a long time before they ever get to be dating age you talk about we're friends we can be friends with everybody we are not prejudiced but we are not going to date this group of people it's not in our it's not in our, it's not, it's not in our culture to do it. We're this, not going to
0: do it. This high I started in the church, y'all.
2: If you want to, there's no problem with that. That's fine. You're not a racist. You're, and you're not prejudiced just because you set down those kind of roads. Hello? If you want, I'm walking deep, that's right. But if you, want, if you want mixed, fine, that's, if you want it, that's fine. But if you don't want it, then you control it. And you don't have to be a racist about it. And I'm not afraid to talk about it because I, I've got 30% of a different uh, black in this in this congregation. And I've talked to many of them. Talk to the men about it. I've talked to about it. I've talked, to about it. I've talked to I've talked to a lot of these people about it. And they are. Understand where I'm coming from. We got some beautiful mixed marriages in our congregation, but I have talked to them also, and they have they have not been without their problems. <coughs> Hello? Come on, people, let's be let's get our head out of the sand. And I'll get accused again, like I always said, that I'm against mixed marriages. I did not say I was against mixed marriages. I said, it's up to you, but if you don't want your kids involved in it, then you're the one that has to do something about it, not the church. And just because you change churches it's not going to have the problem. Some people say, well, we'll change churches. No, we'll move away. We'll go somewhere else and start all over. No, it's not. You, you, you're not, you're just gonna take the problem with you. Hello? Many years ago. Listen carefully. Was in the kindergarten. We came home. This young little man was there. Nice young man. We just talked to the We said, hey, look, we friends, we play. We we go together as groups. But we don't date one another.
0: Unbelievable.
2: I mean, we started in kindergarten. Hello? That just was our one Now once, once somebody gets up and they get of age, they get to be 21, 18, then they can choose to do what they want to. You ain't got no choice. You 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 can't do nothing about it. They're on their own. I tell you what, the Bible says if you train a child up the way you want it to go. When it gets old, it won't depart. It may wobble around a while, but it'll come back. Hello? You say, well, my lone soul, pastor. You you talking heavy? I am, and I'm getting close to air conditioning because I'm sweating like everything. But I tell you something. I just decided that if I'm gonna teach on it, I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna turn over every stone there
0: is, having given one because they don't have
2: it. Like it or love it. Amen or own me. Now I'm gonna tell you what. You, I, I'm white. And I'm saying this to so a lot of people. Yeah, here's what? Hey. I've had a lot of... We have had a lot of the the black parents that have come to us and they say, we don't like this, we don't want this. How do we stop it? Hello? Same way we do. Hello? That we enjoy fellowship with one another, that we can go together as groups, we can live and work together. We just don't go with one another and we just don't mix our races. And <laughs> you say, rrr, 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 I hear somebody. That's fine. I'll tell you what, people. There's only 30, what did you say, Huh? what you There's only 13% of the population that is of your color. If we continue to mix it, you ain't going to be none of you left. See, nobody going to be able to say, black is beautiful. They're going to have to say, mix is beautiful. I believe he was drunk. I don't mean that wrong. I don't think that we ought to mix any of the races. That's my personal opinion, okay? I'm not, I didn't tell you not to do it, and I'm not gonna throw you out if you have. <laughs> but I'm talking about an issue that we have a problem with, not just in church, some of you that don't even know about it, because, my Lord. My wife said quit. It is a problem that is being had all over the United States
0: because of you
2: not just here but if we will establish relationships we can have tremendous results we can live and work together in unity and harmony and we can be what God wants us to be we can live right talk right do what God wants. But parents don't provoke your children. Children don't provoke your parents. Obey them if you want to live long. And I've gone too long. I'm sorry. Bow your heads, please.
1: Uh, rewind it. Now, <clears throat> I told you we read it. The Bible says avoid the appearance of evil. Now, that tape appears to me to be racist it is now again i'm not trying to find fault with the individual i'm trying to deal with an issue and uh an issue that i believe is very important i wanted you to hear it because you get the inflections you get the the stressing of this that and the other and it wasn't like an off the cuff one word that's eight minutes worth That's eight minutes. You don't just say that off the cuff, eight minutes. There's a biblical principle that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, I want to play that again, and I want to comment as I go along, because again, I think it's so important. You see, if we don't find out why a condition exists, then we cannot properly treat it. When you go to the doctor, you, you're having a pain, pain in your chest, bothering, you can't sleep. And you, you, your mind is beginning to play tricks on you, getting becoming very concerned about it. So you go and make an appointment to go to the doctor. And you go to the doctor and you tell the doctor what's wrong, what you're experiencing. Well, the doctor is medically trained to know that there might be nine different things causing a pain in the chest. It might not be the heart. Might not be anything wrong with your heart. It might be something else. But the doctor can't afford to give you a heart transplant just because you're complaining about a pain in your chest. The doctor has to do a workup. He's got to get your medical history. He's got to ask you a lot of questions. He's got to ask you questions not only about yourself presently, but... Last week, last year, last month, your family, what happened in their lives in terms of certain things being, uh, operating in their lives because all of it could impact upon you. You could have inherited something genetically. So the doctor before he can afford to make a diagnosis and certainly start treatments, he's got to find out what the problem is because he might treat for the wrong thing. And we've got to do that with this issue of racism. We've got to go back, and people say, Well, why yeah why don't you want to go back? I can't why don't we just let it alone. That's what the devil keeps saying. Just let it alone. And then that way we never find out why the thing started, so we can't ever deal with it. We just wanna wash it under, push it under the bed. We gotta bring this turkey out in the open. It's unpleasant. I don't like it. But I like less being disobedient to my God who gave me the assignment to do it. Okay? So I want to play this again. I hope. Were you able to hear that? Yeah. All right, play the tape and be prepared to stop
2: it. I can't tell your kids who to go with and who not to go date. Not my responsibility. If you don't want your kids dating somebody, then you control it. But you control it a long time before they ever get to be dating. Age.
1: Now, did you hear that? See, this is where all this garbage comes from. See, I realize, and I said this before, all of you that are listening to me now, black or white, you didn't, you didn't start it, and I didn't start it. But we all are the result of how we have been brought up. And certain things have been planted in the minds of people when they were children. Some things directly, and some things subliminally. And this stuff has come up in us, and when we see certain things, like Pavlov's dog, you ring the bell, and the dog salivates. Ain't even nothing to salivate about, but he's been conditioned by conditioned response that when he hears the bell, he salivates whether he sees any food or not. And so some people salivate. When they see a black face, they salivate, and they do it because they've been conditioned, and it starts at the home. I hope you heard what he said. You do it a long time before they become dating age. Now, there are a lot of people that got upset with me some time ago when I made this statement, and I realize it's not everybody, and I'm not saying that it's everybody. Give me enough uh, credit for having that much sin, But it's too many, and the ones that perhaps don't haven't said anything about the ones that do, so that gives the ones that do the license to think they're right in continuing to do it because the others won't say anything about it. But white people as a group train their children it starts in the house it's not in the gene it's not genetic now that's not everybody i know that that's not everybody and i'm not saying it's everybody but you know what it did not take every person who was a german and a citizen of germany way back when adolf hitler came to power it didn't take but one man to slaughter millions of innocent people so it's not about the fact that we're saying it's everybody doesn't have to be everybody can be just enough to start a war and to annihilate and extinguish the lives of six million people plus all the other millions that we they don't even talk about them as though they don't even count we only remember the holocaust The Jews that were destroyed. What about all the other people? What about the people in Poland? What about the people in Hungary? What about all those other people that lost their lives and lost everything they had? Nobody ever thinks about them. They don't even count. You
2: talk about we're friends. We can be friends with everybody. We are not prejudiced, but we are not going to date this group of people not in our it's not in our it's not it's not in our culture to do it we're not going to do it stop
1: now see my only thing is this that's fine with me (laughs) you don't want to date but but there is a certain thing in my mind called cause and effect and for every effect there's a cause and the effect is we don't date these people that's the effect got to be a cause i want to know why not we just read all the scriptures about honesty. If you're honest, you got to tell me why not? Why not? God didn't have a problem with it. Why do you?
2: Roll. If you want to, there's no problem with that. That's fine. You're not a racist. Oh. You're And you're not prejudiced just because you set down those kind of roads. Hello? If you want, I'm walking deep. That's right. But if you want, if you want mixed, fine. That's if you want it, that's fine. But if you don't want it, then you control it. And you don't have to be a racist about it. And I'm not afraid to talk about it because I I've got 30 percent of a different uh, black in this in this congregation. Stop. And I'm, See- See,
1: see, the whole thing is black. See, it's this black and white thing. See, he said we got all these other people, but he didn't talk about the Hispanics. He didn't mention the Hispanics. He didn't mention the Asians, only the blacks. I hope you're picking up on this. I'm dealing with a symptom here. I'm not dealing with the man. I'm dealing with a symptom, but he represents something. When you're a leader and you stand in the pulpit and minister to people, somebody's going to believe that what you say is from God. And it's not. And that's how this crap got the way it is now, because of so-called leaders and ministers getting up talking this kind of stuff. nobody challenging them. That day's over. That day's over.
2: to take talk to many of them talk to the men about it i've talked to about it I've talked, to I've talked to a lot of these people about it and they all understand where i'm coming from i do too we got some beautiful mixed marriages in our congregation but i have talked to them also and they have they have not been without their problems stop Now isn't that something? See here's what he's saying. He's saying that only
1: mixed marriages have marital problems. So if you stay within your so-called ethnicity and only marry people of your kind, you're not going to have any marital problems. Give it a rest. A marital problem is a marital problem i don't give a care if it's a financial problem a sexual problem a wife beating problem a husband beating problem a molesting of kids problem a drug problem an alcohol problem whatever it is a gambling problem it's still a problem and it can wreck a marriage give it a rest they have not been without their problem not know of any married couple that haven't been without their problem, what's that got to do with anything? Uh, come
2: on. Come on. Go ahead. Hello? Come on, people. Let's be let's get our head out of the sand. And I'll get accused again like I always do, that I'm against mixed marriage. I did not say I was against mixed marriage. Stop. I-
1: now, I want you to hear this carefully because this is, this, this is awesome. He said, I am not against mixed marriages. Did you hear him say that? Or did I miss this? He said, I'm not against mixed marriages. Well, then if you're not, there should be nothing else to say about it. Hey, if you're not against it, you must be for
2: it. up to you, but if you don't want your kids involved in it, then you're the one that has to do something about it, not the church. Stop. Yeah, that's it, not the
1: church. If the church doesn't have an influence on how you live your life and raise your kids, what on God's green earth is the church and the Bible good for? (laughs) I have always been a very sexually active person. I enjoy my sexual encounters with my wife immensely. I like sex (laughs) with my wife. But I have had many offers since I have been married to my wife. From other women that are not my wives. And my body wanted to do so because my body, like your body, has never yet been born again. Only our spirits have been changed. But the Bible, because it influences my life, tells me that that's adultery and that's against God. And God doesn't like it. So I tell my body, no, you're not going to do that. Awesome example. Awesome example. If the church and the Bible are not going to have any influence on your actions and your thoughts, I mean,
2: I I, I don't understand that. Roll of tape. And just because you change churches it's not going to help the problem. Some people say, well, we'll change churches. No. We'll move away. We'll go somewhere else and start all over. No, it's not. You, you you're not you're just gonna take the problem with you now i didn't know that it was a problem
1: god never says it's a problem why is it a problem it's only a problem when you object to it but just because you object to it doesn't make it wrong
2: Hello. Many years ago, I was in the
1: kindergarten. Stop. See, we beeped out the name of the child. See, see, many years ago, when was in kindergarten. That's where the garbage starts. Amen. That's where it starts. A little young, impressionable mind. Like a piece of raw
2: clay. We came home. This young little man was there. Nice young man. But black. Probably. We just talked to the We said, hey, look, we friends, we play. We we go together as groups. But we don't date one another. I mean, we started in kindergarten.
1: Stop. Now i want you to to remember when, when he start when they started now can you imagine what kind of message does it send to that little innocent child obviously that child is going to begin to think that there's something wrong with those people that's how it starts subliminally that's how it starts See, and every time they see one of those people That sends a message that there must be something wrong with those people. And really there must be something wrong with them. When you tell us, when you tell us we can go together as groups, we can play together, but we just don't date one another and we don't mix our races. <laughs> so that sends a message that there must be something wrong with that race.
2: Hello? Hello? <laughs> That's just what I wrote. Now, once, once somebody gets up and they get of age, they get to be 21, 18, then they can choose to do what they want to. You ain't got no choice. You you, you can't do nothing about it. They're on their own. I tell you what, the Bible says if you train a child up the way you want it to go, when it gets old, it won't depart. Yeah. Now, see, now this man,
1: let me say you this this man. Was raised on the Bible. Amen. This man didn't just get saved three weeks before he preached that sermon. He's been around the Word of God probably before he was born. It was in almost in the genes, if you would. And 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 that was a that was not a mistake because you can tell by the context of everything that he said it fits right in. See, he uh-huh. says you train up a child in the way you want it to go. That's unscriptural. The Bible does not say that. That's the Bible says you train up in a child the way he should go, which is God's way, not your racist, prejudice way. Amen. 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 Thank God for prayer prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Train up a child in the way you want it to go. That's exactly why we had a problem. If you train the child up in the way of God, it wouldn't be no problem with racism. You got the problem and you pass that icky disease onto your children. Okay, go.
2: Wobble around a while, but he'll come back. Hello? You say, well, my lone soul pastor, you you talking heavy. I am, and I'm gotten coast air condition because I'm sweating like everybody. I'll tell you something I just decided that if I'm going to teach on it I'm going to to, to turn over every stone there is like
1: it or it. now isn't that interesting he said I decided that if I'm going to teach on it I'm going to turn over every stone now why are you getting on my case for turning over every stone see that that's all right for him so you see to me then that could not be just an offhand remark he said he decided I decided if I'm going to teach on it I'm going to turn over every stone so that's not just a off-the-cuff spontaneous extemporaneous statement it's got to be premeditated I decided if I'm going to teach on it, I'm going to turn over every rock.
2: Amen. I own me. I'm going to say what I'm white and I'm saying this. So a lot of people. Yeah, he did what? Hey, I got a lot of. We have had a lot of the the black parents that have come to us, and they say. We don't like this. We don't want this. How do we stop it? Hello? Same way we do. Hello? That we enjoy fellowship with one another, that we can go together as groups, we can live and work together. We just don't go with one another and we just don't mix our races. I hear some of you. That's fine. I want to tell you what, people. There's only... Thir- you say? Huh? There's only 13% of the population that is of your color. If we continue to mix it, you ain't going to be none of you left. <laughs> They ain't nobody gonna be able to say black is beautiful. They're gonna have to say mix is beautiful. I don't mean that.
1: What's wrong with mix? I mean, if you want it, you know well, So what's so bad about mix? I.
2: Oh. Ah, yeah. um, I don't think that we ought to mix any of the races. Stop. That's my personal.
1: Oh, Uncle, go ahead, go ahead. That's my personal opinion.
2: Opinion, okay? Stop. Now,
1: my personal opinion. Where do opinions come from? Anybody's opinion. Opinions come from observation, association, and teaching. They are formed out of the crucible of those three. How can you be a minister of the gospel and minister supposedly be ministering life to people? and have an opinion that goes contrary to the Bible and then have the audacity to express it publicly.
0: Jesus warned us. He warned us.
1: You don't think we ought to mix any of the races. Poor old God didn't know that. I don't think we ought to mix any races. Why not? Out of one blood. God made all men for to dwell on the face of the whole earth. What's the problem? Okay, go
2: ahead. I didn't tell you not to do it, and I'm not going to throw you out if you have. Stop.
1: But I'm just going to put you on a guilt trip.
2: No, I didn't tell you not
1: to do it, and I'm not going to throw you out, but I'm going to put you on a guilt trip because your pastor doesn't think we ought to mix any of the races. What kind of message are you sending to people?
2: But I'm talking about an issue that we have a problem with, not just in the church, and some of you that don't even know about it, because, my lord, (laughs) my wife said, quit. It is a problem that is being had all over the United States. Now, he admits there's a problem, but it's not a racism
1: problem, it's not a color, ethnic problem prejudice problem it's an inner marriage problem it's mixing that inferior black blood with the superior white blood that's the real issue and he said it's all we have the problem all over america well if we have the if it is a problem and i agree with him and it's all over america don't you think somebody ought to address the problem
2: yes sir
1: i have been assigned the task And then, I hope, I hope you notice it. Then he said, My wife said to quit. Now I want to know, I want to know that if he was talking about fornication, I wonder would she have told him to quit. I wonder if he had been talking about adultery, would he have told, would she have told him to quit? i wonder if he was talking about child beating and child abuse would she have said for him to quit i wonder if he was talking about if he had been talking about abortion would she have told him to quit why he just said that that we have a problem all over america and she tells him stop talking about the problem no i don't think so i think the real issue is that they're letting the cat out of the bag i think what's happening is that now everybody's going to know where they're really coming from and we've kept it a secret basically up till now Now it's out of the bag you stop don't talk anymore because if you keep talking then everybody's going to know how we truly feel on the inside i think that is dishonest I think that is downright dishonest. (laughs) Yes, I'm angry. So go tell it on the mountain.
2: I'm mad as hell.
1: Go tell it on the mountain. I'm mad. Just like Jesus was mad when he went in the temple and whipped them turkeys out of there for selling in God's house. I'm just as righteously indignant as Jesus was when he stood in that group of people and there was a man there who had a withered hand. And the Bible said that Jesus told a man to stand forth in the midst. And then the Bible says he looked around upon them with anger, being grieved at the hardness of their hearts. That's kind of angry. I'm not mad at any individual person, but I'm angry about a situation that nobody... Before I ever got here, the problem was there and nobody ever apparently addressed it because I wouldn't have to be dealing with it now if somebody had 20 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, had dealt with the doggone thing. So that's the kind of anger. It's holy, righteous indignation. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not mad at any group of people. Don't take it personally, but I'm mad about a principle that should have been dealt with and nobody dealt with it. I am... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Roll the tape. Not just here, but if we will... Establish
1: relationships. Stop. How can we establish a relationship based on dishonesty? That's what it amounts to. How are we gonna have a relationship and you don't like me because I'm black? How are we gonna have a relationship? And every time I come around you and bring my son, I'm on pins and needles because you're wondering whether he gonna drag your little white nappy head girl out somewhere and marry her? <laughs> we're gonna have a relationship and I'm on my pins and needles all the time because you wonder whether he gonna have eyes for your child or your child have eyes for him how we gonna have a relationship give it a rest
2: roll the tape be here. how tremendous results we can live and work together in unity and harmony. And we can be what God wants us to be. And we can live right, talk right, do what God wants. But parents don't provoke your children. Children don't provoke your parents. Obey them if you want to live long. And I've gone too long, I'm sorry. Bow your heads, please.
1: Okay, now again, my purpose in that tape was not to not to say anything about the individual I didn't mention the person's name and we bleeped out all the other names that anybody that does not already know the situation would not know okay that was not my purpose my purpose was to deal with some information that came out of the tape okay and to me it appears to be racist and the Bible said avoid that abstain from them now this tape was given to me by a delegation of black ministers who were hurt outraged and bewildered by its content. They were doubly mystified by it coming from a ministry which was held in such high esteem in the charismatic community. They came to me because of my long-standing relationship with this ministry. I had to respond. See, I I could have kept quiet about it. I could have just let it pass by. Because see at that time really I was in essence I was the house nigga. God and God did it. I didn't do it. I've never sought anybody's approval. I don't I don't need that. I don't do that. I'm not impressed by people. I don't need to be around any so called big folk. God is bigger than everybody and I'm with God. That's good enough for me. And so I'm not I'm not interested in being in up under somebody's behind, you know, sniffing around. I don't need to do that. But God did it. God raised me up and gave me a relationship. And I and I know why now. As I look back in retrospect, I know why. Because it gave those people an opportunity to see over a 20-year period that we were just like they were. The only difference was the exterior color of our skin. They've been in our home. They've lived in our house. And they've ate at our table and eaten our food. And so they know that it really is no different. In fact, they even said later on when we talked about. They said, well, we didn't look at you like that. So, I had i had to respond see and because i responded they put me back in the field i'm a field nigga now <laughs> and, and some others hey hey and some others some others who used to be field niggas they now in, they ran to the house i kid you not and they left me out in the field well my wife and i confronted this man one-on-one because that's what the bible says to do turn in your bibles to uh galatians chapter 2 aye, 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 aye. oh yeah we getting down to the nitty 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 gritty 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 gritty, gritty nitty. Mm-mm-mm. galatians chapter Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. uh galatians chapter 2 i might as well give it up i'm out of time i'm sorry i gotta stop
0: now saints um If your eyes are not open now, uh, I don't know what will uh, cause your eyes to open when it comes to racism. It started way back in the day from ministers like this. I know the name of the minister. I don't have a problem saying his name. I won't say it today. Perhaps I'll, I'll say it when I play episode four of his introduction into the epic series that he taught entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. This is still his introduction. His introduction took five weeks. Fred Price was not playing. It took him three years to study for this series. And it lasted 19 and a half months. He taught on it every week for 19 and a half months. In his very last episode, he he lost his voice. But he never stopped. And I truly believe that God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, gave him this assignment. If it wasn't Fred Price, who else could it have been? Everyone is about sugarcoating. And as you can hear, Fred Price does not sugarcoat anything. And I'm jealous of him because he's in the bosom of Jesus. Fred Price, at the age of 89, he was getting ready to turn 90, caught COVID. He and his wife, his wife um, survived it, overcame it, and Fred Price coded three times, but that last time um, they couldn't bring him back and his son, and I believe what his son said, he met Jesus and did not want to come back here. And um, this was last year, February the 12th of 2022. And let me tell you something, that was my bishop, my doctor, my apostle. Fred Price is the reason I teach today. And I don't sugarcoat either. So next week, I will not play episode four. I'm going to be back and forth. I will be delving into Catholicism and purgatory. Where did purgatory come from? And is it biblical? And you will be shocked to hear the answer. So until next time, saints, look, y'all know me. Walk in love. I don't have nothing against any, any people either. I have something against teachings. You walk in love, choose Jesus. Oh my God, wear your cross. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions too. Talking Bible Truth dot cd at gmail.com and if you would like to support this podcast financially because it has been a blessing to you go to one of my five podcasts anchor spotify google podcast apple podcast or radio public and contribute an amount of your choice or you can send your seed to me via cash app dollar sign dr camilla d that's dollar sign capital d lowercase r capital C, lowercase, A-M-A-L-E, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now, until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.